I just want to be an ordinary student in a university! Wait, that is not exactly what happened, right? <laughs> Find out the realities on Uni Saga. Hey there guys and Salamur Deka. Thanks for tuning in to Uni Saga with me, Daniel C on the Ice Kachang Podcast. Alright, so what topics coming up this week onwards leading up till 31st of August, which is our Independence Day, by the way, will be a series of Merdeka episodes featuring my one and only special guest, Chief Petty Officer Oliver Kasbert Samuel. Did I get it right? Yeah. Alright, that was quite... Uh, it's a Dutch name, right? It's a little bit difficult to pronounce. My mother is a region, Dutch region. I see. So how has it been since your retirement days? Well, it had been quite active, actually, uh, after I retired. Wait, um, how old are you this year? 84. 84? Yes. Wow, and I'm looking at you right now. You are still looking really fit. I thank mean, most you. of them, by 85, they would be on a wheelchair, yeah, as you. thank you very much. But you're still yeah. quite fit. And yeah. are you, like, really active as a person? Yes, I am. Okay, so what do you do since your retirement days? Well, I do a lot of uh, outing. I go to market. I help my wife in the house. I do housework. <laughs> I also cook. <laughs> you also cook? Okay, wow. That's really nice. Uh, especially at 85 right now, you know, keeping yourself occupied with all these activities. Okay, so now being a millennial myself, oftentimes we take Merdeka for granted because being born from post-Merdeka onwards, we did not really experience the tragic days, I would say, like how our ancestors, like you, and also the previous generations strive for peace, for harmony, and most importantly, independence. Hence, sometimes the lack for or love for our country but sometimes it doesn't apply to everybody just sometimes so that is why I feel today your presence with stories joining me here for a series of three episodes would really mean a lot to me Oliver so uh, not only to myself to my generation and many younger generations to come so you know what I think we're gonna start by perhaps listening to stories of what was it like living through the World War II and then to British and then to Japanese then back to British occupation yeah let's hear some stories well I lived through the uh, colonial days and I first went to school in 1941 Mm-hmm. Not long after, I think in December, mm-hmm. Second World War broke out. And then the Japanese invaded Malaya. Mm-hmm. And as a seven-year-old, I saw bombs dropping. At that time, I was in Taiping. I was born in Ipoh Perak, and we were in Taiping. My father was a government servant. Mm-hmm. And we were hiding under our house. Uh, those colonial houses, those days, had, they were built on high level. Yep. So one Doesn't can like go, the kampung houses we see no, today? No, 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 not like that, but uh, a bit, this is all concrete type. Okay. And from there, type. from there I saw bombs dropping. And one of the bombs dropped on a Arang shop. Okay. Arang shop, which was very close to the St. George's Institution in Taiping. Mm-hmm. And after that, we all ran to see what happened and the shop was badly damaged. There were a few people and that made me very, very frightened and very sad also. But, and, but your first time seeing a bomb dropping, what was it like? Were you guys prepared or like it was just like a first-time experience? Actually, we were not prepared. We were. It was a first-time experience for me. Mm-hmm. But my father was great. He really protected us. Mm-hmm. Uh, looters were going around, mm-hmm. but we stayed and, you know, to keep them at bay. But... As the days progressed before the Japs entered Malaya, we were really scared. The people around our area and all were very scared. And we 
during the day we would go to a place called I'm not very sure, but they call it Macau Tiong or something like that in Taiping. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we were, and you can see lots of people going there, mm-hmm. going there to hide. And that is like the safest point, is it? Yes. And then in the evening, all will return to to their respective homes and all that. Mm-hmm. But then, when this looters got bold, uh, we had things in the house, so my father decided that we will not go. Mm-hmm. We will stay. And we will defend our property. Okay. And then we did that until the Japanese uh, took over Malaya. I see. Okay. And of course, uh, when Bob broke out, our schooling days were also interrupted. So, to your schooling days, because back, because uh, I remember studying in Sajara back in school, that when the Japanese came, they sort of like. A whole new education system was introduced. Everything was changed. Uh, you guys have to sing the Kimi Gayo, and then uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't really remember my Sejara, but then yeah, I think we'll talk more on that later. Uh, but for now, let's go for an ice kacang short break. Alright there, hey guys, we just got back from an ice kacang short break And of course, joining me, Daniel C, we've got Oliver Okay, hi, welcome back So, alright, so earlier we were talking a little bit about your childhood days And also you were talking about when the Japanese occupation came So, uh, let's pick it up from there What happens after the Japanese came? I want to tell you one incident Okay During the Japanese occupation Mm -hmm. You see, I was walking along the King Edward VII School in Taiping. Mm-hmm. And this school was was known as the Kempitai, okay. the Japanese secret police headquarters. Mm-hmm. Outside the headquarters, there was this guard, Japanese guard. I forgot to stop and bow to that fellow. And then he, he called me. One slap he gave me. Straight a slap on yeah. your face. Wow. Yes. Wait, how old were you then? Seven over. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> wow, we, today, seven years old, we were playing with our devices, and you then, seven years old, you experienced your first bomb, you experienced uh, your first slap. Then I was shaking. Oh my god. <laughs> After he slapped me, I was shaking, you know. And I, then I went home, he let me go, so I went home. I went home, I told my mother what happened, and I was really scared after that, you know. What was it like living during that era? Like, was everybody always on a constant fear every day? Wake up to fear, sleep to fear, not knowing what will happen the next day or whether would they leave another day? I think everybody lived in fear. Uh, even my area where I live in Taiping, a lot of government servants were there. And everybody was afraid. When, when we see a Japanese soldier coming, you know, we'll quickly run inside, close the door. And we won't come out. But were the Japanese really evil then? I believe the first batch, those who came from the front line. Okay. They were rough. Okay. Yeah. But I think when the Japanese uh, organized themselves and introduced a civil government, Mm -hmm. and that's the time when my father also was called back to work, Mm -hmm. uh, then things changed for the better. So does that mean the Malaya civilians then also did serve for the British, they did also serve for the Japanese in civil, uh, yes, as yes, civil yes, workers. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, okay, what was it like serving for the British occupation and the Japanese occupation? Like, which is better and which is like, I don't know. Either or we were still colonized then. 
Yeah, but I also wouldn't know because my father never said anything. Mm-hmm. All he did is he went to work like all other government servants like him. All, he was in the postals. Mm-hmm. So he went to work, he came back like normal and all that. He didn't say much about the administration. I see. You see? And then what about schooling like for you? Like, let's say if there's, there's wars and everything. So I think, I, I believe your schooling days are interrupted in between and everything. Yes, yes. So what was it like schooling then? The first part of it, there was nothing exciting about it because the war broke out. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, during the occup- Japanese occupation, uh, some of us ha- had to attend this uh, Japanese school. Okay. Learning katakana kanji. Mm-hmm. Okay. See? Uh, mm-hmm. And then we got word that they were going to send us to... Japan. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, Today, if you go to Japan, it would be a great thing. <laughs> that's the time we made a 100-yard sprint. Out you go. <laughs> yeah. So that means you have learned Japanese as well. A little bit, like, you know. I, 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 I don't bother very much about it now. I see. Which occupation do you prefer most? The British occupation or the Japanese occupation? Of course, everybody prefers freedom. That's right. uh, so, of course, the British will be better. Mm-hmm. But during the Japanese occupation, you can sleep with your house, a door open, and nobody will dare to come in. Why do you say so? That was the culture at that time. And also, where I live... Where when I when li- you said somebody, like, you can leave your door open and nobody will come yeah. in, do you mean by, by, by theft or... or are we uh, anything. Anything at yes. all? Which means safety at the yeah, highest Yes, I think the Japanese, level. they didn't tolerate this kind of thing, you know. I see. And, you know, my neighbor was also a Kempitai officer, you know. Okay. <laughs> your neighbor was a Kempitai officer, <laughs> yes. wow. A short, stocky fella. Okay. And uh, his, his office was at... Uh, but was he a local or a Japanese? No, he was a Taiwanese. Oh, he was a Taiwanese. And, and, and uh, the police station was, in fact, in front of our house. Oh, I see. We that lived, makes your house even more safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we lived on at that time uh, from the British occupation until the Japanese occupation and all that continued until after the war. We lived at Upper Museum Road in Taiping. Oh, Upper Museum Road. Uh, the, the, the police station was called the Sheffield Hostel. So, is the building still there? I don't know. I haven't been to Taiping for a long time. So, when did you move to Penang? Because you said you're from Taiping, right? Yeah. Uh, 1974. 1974. From Singapore. From Singapore. Singapore. Yes. I see. From Singapore, I came here in 1974. And what else did you experience pre-Merdeka? Any tragic stories or any exciting stories that that, that you think is worth sharing? Yeah. When I was in school... Mm -hmm. Uh, we got word that uh, uh, ambush had taken place in in Tanjung Malim while schooling. While schooling. Okay, and then I think this was in 1950. 1950. Uh, this okay. ambush was a bad one, and quite a number of uh, security forces were killed. Okay. So we got word that they were going to send the the DBs, the mm-hmm. bodies to to our area in. I'm now talking from Tapa after oh, typing. Okay. My father was transferred to Tapa. So now we were, I was, then I was, at that time I was in the government English school there. Mm-hmm. So we got word and a few of us decided that we'll go and see mm-hmm. after school hours, mm. 1.30. Okay, and then? So we went, we saw a group of dead bodies 
being spread out outside the mortuary because properly the, spread out. Yeah, properly spread out because the mortuary there can only take one, one body only. Oh, so they laid it out. So we just saw we were very unhappy. I cried, and uh, it, that day itself, the whole, not only Tanjumalim but the whole of Tapa also was some sort of standstill like that. You know, people were you can see you know people were very worried and all that. Because it was a bad one. Mm-hmm. So from there, after we saw what happened, we decided to join the, the service, Navy. Uh, join the service, yeah. So that was the starting point starting where point, you uh, wanted to join yeah, the Navy. Yeah. All right, that's amazing. I think we can save this for our next episode, which I am going to call it The Great Sacrifice. So I hope you guys are enjoying the story so far. We've got more to come. One more question. You then, seven years old, how would you say their generations are today compared to your generation? Uh, young people today, I think they've got everything they need. But my time, I think, was a bit of a difficult. Um, after the war, my parents refused to allow me and my sisters to, to have money to go to school. Uh, times were tough, especially after the war. Yep. You see, government servants were drawing at one three seven basic salary a month. Yep. You see, uh, so I I don't think it was really great at that time. At mm. that time, you know, of course, uh, some people might don't might not see it that way, lah. Okay, we've got more great stories leading up till the first of August in conjunction with Merdeka. So until next week, this is Daniel C. Okay, be gone.